Big Rocks, written and read by Steve Demme. An expert on time management was scheduled to speak to a group of home educators. The speaker walked to the platform carrying a two-gallon glass jar and plunked it down heavily on the lectern. From beneath the lectern, he pulled out a pail filled with big rocks. Placing several of the large rocks in the glass jar until the last one was level with the top of the jar, he leaned into the microphone and asked, Can anyone tell me if this jar is full? A voice near the front quickly replied, If it won't hold any more rocks, then it is full. Then the speaker pulled out another pail from beneath the lectern and poured gravel into the jar and once again asked, Is the jar full now? No one responded, and the speaker said, Aha! You're not so sure now, are you? Well, how about now, he asked, as he pulled out another pail and poured sand into the remaining space in the jar. Some said yes, but most were afraid to answer. Finally, he took a pail of water and poured it into the glass jar. Is it full now, he asked. This time there was no doubt that the audience was united in its proclamation that the jar was indeed full. Well, you are quite right, said the speaker. Now, can anyone tell me what the point of this illustration is? From the center of the room, an experienced homeschooler stood and confidently asserted, If you are organized and plan well, you can always fit some more things into your day, no matter how full your schedule is. Now the audience was abuzz with general agreement when the speaker brought them back to reality by saying, while that might be a noble possibility, it is not the moral of the story. The speaker scanned the audience and said, My dear friends, the moral of this story is, if you don't get the big rocks in first, you won't get them in at all. He continued by saying, My challenge to you today is this. Identify the big rocks in your life and make sure that you get them into the jar first each and every day. Identifying the Big Rocks We are each a part of a team. My wife, Sandy, and I set aside time to identify our top priorities. We also attended a weekend retreat to work with coaches and develop a mission statement for our home. This was hard, but could work. Once we knew what we were intentionally pursuing, we could determine what activities to say yes to and which ones to let go. I am not a goal setter by nature. I generally avoid specific goals because it seems I always fall short. I don't want to set myself up for failure, but I do have objectives. I have a purpose. Although my strategies to accomplish this purpose may change, I am committed to accomplishing the prime objective, which does not change. Objectives can be tweaked and adapted to become more effective for each family. After discussion and prayer, we determined that our biggest rock was to raise our children to live forever. Only God can work in the hearts of children, but we believe it is our responsibility to do our part and work with God by praying for their personal salvation, living out our faith in front of them, and reading and teaching them the eternal Word of God. The Rock of the Word 
For the Demi family, our daily Bible time was one of our big rocks or major objectives. Our methods of conducting family worship changed over the years, but our objective did not. We believe reading, studying, and meditating on God's Word to be of paramount importance. Over the years, Sandy and I read many good books aloud to our children, but in our family devotion time, we chose to read only Scripture. For, as it says in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Also in 2 Timothy 3.15, From childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. We can't assume our children are going to receive a knowledge of God's inspired word anywhere else. It is up to us as parents to teach and train our children. Others may come alongside for a season to support us, but they can never supplant us. No special training is needed to read the Bible. God wrote the Bible to be read by all of his people. As it says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 and 14, This commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. But the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. Jesus was the word made flesh. To know and believe in Jesus, we need to be familiar with his words, for they point to him. As it says in John 5.39, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is they that bear witness about me. And John 20, verse 31, These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The Rock of Prayer In my own Bible reading, I noticed that Job made a habit of praying for his children continually. After his children were celebrating in each other's homes the next day, it says in Job 1.5, he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all, where Job said, it may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. I have taken this same mantle upon myself and mentioned my children's names before God almost daily. It is comforting that I am not alone in this pursuit because Jesus, our faithful, kind, high priest, is sitting at the right hand of our Father, interceding for our family as well. As it says in Hebrews 7.25, He is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. The Rock of Transparency In our quest to model our faith, we will stumble. It is vital that when we do, we acknowledge our shortcomings and ask our children's forgiveness. I do not have space to record the many times I have offended members of my family and have humbly asked their pardon. I do recall one instance where one of my theological buttons was triggered during our morning time of reading the Bible together. I grew heated in my response and blew it. We dismissed and each of us went about our normal day, but I was under conviction. I had not responded in the spirit and had wounded my son. 
Since I had sinned in front of the whole family, I called everyone together again, apologized for my sin, and asked his forgiveness. Thankfully, we were restored. I have thought much about what it means to discourage our children. I believe that when our walk does not match our talk, we exasperate them. The only antidote I am aware of is humbly acknowledging our own sins and asking for forgiveness. His rocks are doable. May God help us all in identifying our big rocks and being faithful to put them into our daily routine. And may we remember the words of our Savior who said to homeschoolers everywhere, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio article brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine. For more content like this, check out homeschoolingtoday.com and join the growing movement of families choosing to homeschool boldly.